Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show, episode number 27. Hello, Kat, are you with me? I am with you. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm all right. How are you? Oh, uh, I'm good because it's the new year now, isn't it? Are you still hungover? I'm always hungover. <laughs> no, I'm not. that's not true. I rarely drink. I have small kids. Yeah, but because you have small kids, you have to drink, I find. It makes life oh, easier. Oh, that's true. Wow, I didn't think yeah. of that. Yeah, there's a game you play. I don't know if you've heard of it in Norway. There's a game you play and you, you, you take a shot for every time your child yells, Mum! Mm. case <laughs> papa and oh. uh and actually you get alcohol poisoning by the end of it because <laughs> guaranteed oh you'll die if you did that wow well um yeah that sounds like a really fun game we do have drinking games yeah. lots of them but not that one, <laughs> that one i'll challenge you to that one See how well it's not asked. it's not politically correct is it what to drink in front of your children yes <laughs> I don't know. I got my daughter drunk in front of my mother-in-law once. She was only about six. Oh, shit. Yeah. How my mother-in-law was not impressed. No, uh, I can imagine. <laughs> very hazily. <laughs> oh, she, we, were, we were invited to my uncle's, or my husband's uncle's winery, and um, they said, would you like to test the wine? And I said, yes, of course. And so Helena said, yes, of course. It was the mini QBV. And um, she was only small, and I thought they'd just pull a little tiny sip in the bottom of the glass because it was just a tasting. But they did quite a, a uh, measured pour, quite a long one, very generous. And before I could grab it, she had grabbed the glass and just, she just sculled no. it in one. Yeah, and she went, hmm, tastes like, hmm, gooseberries. And they said, oh, that's good, let's write that down. <laughs> and then she grabbed the next glass and did the same thing. So, um Ouch. I was trying to justify it to my mother-in-law and saying by saying, "Oh, the French drink wine all the time with their children. It's good for them. They should learn how to drink when they're young, and they won't binge drink when they're older." But what but when we I saw and my six-year-old six staggering out the door, I thought, Fuck, what, "Yeah, what mommy. I and the rest of the listeners probably want to know now is how that went." Yeah, she didn't talk to me for a while, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. We sobered up. We all sobered up later. <laughs> it was very funny. So what's happened in your world since last time? Well, actually, I've just had a 10-year-old, although not just a 10-year-old. My, you what? My, my, mini, my mini QBV has just turned 10 because her Ooh. birthday was on the 1st of January. Happy birthday to Helena. So she's now, yeah, so she's now in double digits, which makes me feel a bit old. You are not and, old, are you? No, because I had her when I was 12. You know, that's how it works in New Zealand. <laughs> Sold off for a few sheep at the age of 12. So, yeah, got all my life to live yet. Um, yeah, so she um, she arrived on New Year's Day 10 years ago. And uh, that was quite a funny story because uh, I, I had her in London. And on New Year's Eve, as you might know, London puts on a great big fireworks display on the River Thames. And the hospital I was due to have her in is right on the River Thames. St Thomas's overlooks Westminster and the Houses of Parliament. And of course, and you got the right um, room. 
yeah, well, see, we'd moved house and we were lived on sort of the opposite side of London. So it was on a busy day, it would take about an hour and a half to get to the hospital in a car um, on a quiet night, which we thought would happen. You know, most babies are born at three in the morning and you could scoot around across town in 20 minutes. We thought we'd make it, but because it was New Year's Eve and uh, I wasn't allowed to go into the hospital until around 11 o'clock at night, the midwife said, come on in. Um, all the roads were sort of blocked around the hospital. So Mr. QBV got a bit lost because he was in a panic because I was screaming in the back seat. And uh, he ended up stuck on a police cordon because they'd closed the streets for all the revelers to go out and see the fireworks. And it was all pedestrianised. So I was screaming away and he ended up at this cordon and said, my wife's having a baby. And we had a police escort through the crowds <laughs> through to St. Thomas's Hospital. And there was a row of ambulances sitting outside the hospital, about 25 of them, all waiting for the drunk and disorderly and all the knife fights and all the rest of it. And they were very excited to see a woman in labour. As, um, I can imagine. As I come up, so, yeah, so they all wanted to take me upstairs. As opposed anyway, to knife upstairs. injuries. They were probably fighting. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they were. And I got upstairs, and I, I don't remember a hell of a lot because I was in so much pain, but um, I was put into one of the suites, and they, the birthing unit in St. Thomas's overlooks the river and the House of Parliament, so it was very lovely. And uh, the fireworks had just started, and Cohen, Mr. QBV, is standing at the window going, oh, wow, look at the fireworks. <laughs> and I'm just obviously <laughs> screaming blue murder at him, saying, fuck the fireworks. <laughs> 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 yeah, so she was born uh, a few hours later. Um, wow. So, yeah, that was my New Year's Eve story, and um, I never let him forget it. And Of course you don't. She's pretty special to have her a birthday with fireworks. Every year she gets fireworks, and every year she'll have a hangover. Oh, here's <laughs> the thing. Because she taught her how to is, drink when she was six. But <laughs> isn't it a problem having uh, Christmas and her birthday so close? I've heard that kids who have their birthdays close to Christmas, they tend to get only one present. People use that no, as an excuse. Well, you get a combined really, Christmas yeah. and birthday present. Yeah. No. We don't really do Christmas anyway. It's a little bit of, you know, it's not a big thing in our house. But um, she gets lots of stuff all year round. So she's uh, she doesn't miss out at all. And sometimes um, just because her little friends are usually away at, um, at New Year, when most of the world shuts down, um, we do a little half-year thing for her to have a summer party because um, her big thing is swimming, so having a little party with her friends in the summer. And we don't do presents and stuff like that for that, but it's more of a party atmosphere. And um, her birthday sort of goes on for quite some time. So the first week of January when everyone's back at school, she has another party and then another party the following week. For I can imagine. So <laughs> she milks it. She I takes, it from, she takes it from someone I know. Someone yeah, I, know I do. Who likes too. partying. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Can't, can't remember her name. Last six months. She's a bit special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wow. that's my new year. How about you? What's your story? Uh, what have you been up to? Well, I don't really have a new year story, but I can tell you I've been at probably the world's most boring seminar. <laughs> it's true. Not the world's most boring podcast. Yeah. We've done one of those. The yeah, world's we have. most boring seminar. No, mm. this is both uh, boring, terrifying, and daunting. And why are you going to tell me about it? 
Oh, I'm going to tell you now. No, it's about the GDPR. You heard about that? What? The GDPR. <laughs> What's the that's, GDPR? That's four Get letters. Get pretty. That... No. no. Can't, can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> Get drunk. <laughs> Pretty and ropey. Get drunk, <laughs> pissed and right off, right off, right off, <laughs> ropey, pretty ropey. Yeah. Oh, now, uh, yeah, those are four day. letters that everyone's going to have to know by May no. 25th. Right. You know what happens on May Why? 25th? No. This is the boring part. Uh, GDPR is the EU's General Data Protection Regulation. Uh, which we all are going to have to comply to within May the 25th. That's exciting, Yay, isn't it? Yay, more regulations. Cool. Yeah, more How regulations. Cool. How can we live out a world without regulations? It'd no, what we do. Being able to do what we want. What we do do in a world without regulation. We need someone to hold us in our hands, you know. We need someone else who's better than us to tell us what we need and to yeah. look after us because we, we obviously do. don't know how to look after ourselves. No, I'm not. Um, actually, like the GDPR, it's not all bad because it gives you more right. control. No, it gives you more control over your personal data. It's basically, um, what would I say? It's, it's, um, the purpose of the GDPR is to strengthen and unify uh, data protection for all individ individuals within the EU. But the downside is that it's probably a hell of a lot of work for most business owners to comply. And that's interesting. Right. Uh, the, mm. um, the guy holding the seminar, he um, had a quite interesting example. He said... Um, if you sell something to someone, say you sell a shampoo, then you sell it, the customer pays for it, and you need the customer's personal information probably to, you know, if you ship it to them or whatever, you need their personal information. Right. But after yeah. the sale is done mm -hmm. and the bill is paid, you no longer need that information, but you can't delete it because you, you know, you have to keep it for accounting reasons and the rest of it. So what he said is that by this regulation, you should hide the data from your sales and marketing people, and it should only right. be available for the accounting people. That's interesting, right. isn't it? Makes marketing well, a I'm, whole lot harder. I'm waiting for you to get to the interesting part because there's no the there's no interesting part. <laughs> Damn it! Damn. <laughs> so what you're saying is that if you've got clients and you've got a database, that things are going to go a bit pear shaped in Europe. Very soon. Uh, yeah, not just in Europe, in fact, because this applies to the whole world. Because everyone no! trading with everyone <laughs> trading with companies in the EU, EU has oh. to comply as well. So if you get products from the EU or manufacturers in the EU, or yeah, bum. Well, that's mm. that's a bit of a pain in the ass, isn't it? It is so pain in the ass. What what's the, what's the deal? How can we get a jump on it now? What what should we do? <laughs> Should we worry about uh, so, it or should we just apologise uh, afterwards? Yeah, you'll probably hear a lot more about it and you'll probably see courses popping up and the rest of it so you can learn from there. But oh. the gist of it is that you, um, every company gets new duties. You have to give you know good information about how, they, how you treat personal information. Uh, you have to assess risks and consequences for personal information, build privacy into all new, if you create new solutions, you have to build privacy into that from the get-go. Uh, some 
salons would probably need, it depends on the size, but if you're uh, more than one salon, you would probably need, uh, do you use the word ombudsman? Or agent, something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, ombudsman, yeah. Yeah, you probably need one, someone to have that role just for, you know, uh, taking care of your per the personal information you, you uh, have and store. Uh, you I have can to, see a whole new market leak, out there. Yeah, if you leak data, if you have a get burgled or something, um, you have to report to the authorities. And the most important thing, everyone has to comply. And if you don't, you can get fines of up to 4% of your turnover. Okay, so tell me there's some good news because I'm sitting here slowly wanting to slip my wrist with a blunt spoon. The good news is... So, the good news is that if you comply to today's regulations, you are not that uh, <laughs> far from <laughs> complying to the new one as well. You, you don't have to do that. <laughs> That's the good news. <laughs> That's the good news. You're, you're I'm sorry, but this is the bad news episode. Oh, this is something... oh God, if I'd known it was a bad news episode, I would have let you do it by yourself, <laughs> Mr. Doom and Gloom. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, but, you know, it's just one of those things we have to do. The good thing is that each citizen within the EU gets better control over their privacy. The bad news is that for you as a business owner, that means that you have to really think through lots of things and make some procedures and stuff. And that can be a lot of work. I guarantee there'll be a flurry of people out there offering this as a service. Yes, there probably will be. And we might, you know, you and I might make something relevant to this at one point. Who knows? Why not? That Why would be not? very cool. That would be cool. The Salon Owner's Guide to GDP yeah. in yeah. one paragraph or less. Yeah, that's true. Because that's, um, that's how good I feel about it. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is uh, if you collect information... Um, clients information on for example when we talk about lead generation and you have yeah. um, some a form on your website to capture that person's information so you can send them a book or a download yeah. or an ebook or uh, uh, some a report or your daily emails so that applies to those people as well like that applies to what, what this means is that you have to become much better at informing people what you do what you store what you use the data for and and they need to they can request to be removed if they want to and so that's mm -hmm. why i mean i don't think it's that much work to comply with the new regulations because most people basically do that today but you need a very clear privacy policy there's also this thing about you you have to give um active and explicit consent which means that <laughs> how yeah, explicit yeah you're listening to the grow your salon fast show with cat and vagard remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com and see your dirty mind working now. <laughs> no, you're not talking about your Imagine niche. Imagine all those websites. What kind of explicit consent they have to give? If you, um, so if you, before, when you sent people product updates because they, you know, bought something from you, so you send that to their email, you now have to ask for consent before you send that information. So they have to actively click that box check that box where 
where you where you say that you want to send them information. You can't have that pre-filled. Stuff like that. So that's interesting, Painful. isn't it? Painful. Interesting. I think you overestimate the use of the word or the meaning of the word interesting. The good thing is that if you get them to give consent, then it's more or less just like before because they've given consent. Done and dusted. Yeah. And I think we can cut. I think we... Um, what was that? I saw a t-shirt a few years back. Um, <laughs> I, I think we, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna change that around. So I'm gonna paraphrase that and say that GDPR is a bit like sex. It's best when it's free. So <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Or you've I'm, given I'm explicit consent. <laughs> if you get consent, it will work okay, but. It will weed out all the sneaky bastards. <laughs> I can see all these <laughs> sneaky bastards being weeded out and put in a line. Yeah. <laughs> Shot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, oh. good. Well, I'm so pleased we've uh, we've gained that information because I don't know where I'd have been without it. Probably completely oblivious and, and blissfully so. So, yeah, because yeah, I can't imagine this going very quickly. Uh, this will be probably a disaster. I can't imagine that. <laughs> probably a disaster. Every, like yeah, you know programs. what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a cluster. I, I can't imagine that every plumber, electrician, oh, carpenter. <gasps> what? Yeah. what? What were you thinking about now? <laughs> I don't know. Anybody, anybody would want to do this shit. Except for some yeah. bureaucratic pen-pushing, process-obsessed... But that's the thing. That's government the thing. worker. And this is where the fines... Got nothing else to do. This is where the fines come in. Yeah, this is where the fines come in. Because they will fine you if you don't comply. Oh, that's just another money-making exercise. I guess what you're saying is that we do have to be careful as business owners about privacy and privacy protection. That, you know, you don't want your information being sold off to a third party for some random thing um without your consent and your clients don't either so you do have to be a little bit careful about what you do with the information that you hold for people and i you know people have been doing this for a while i guess because the banks require it um they require some compliance when you take uh, transactions automatically through an atm uh, not an atm machine a point of sale on a card transaction especially if they're not present and you, or you're taking a telephone um, order um, and you have to <clears throat> prove that you're storing that kind of data very securely because it's obviously you know financial issues so you've th these things have been in place for quite some time on a lot of areas it will just mean that you'll have to find somebody who is becomes the expert in it to do it for you so that you're compliant yeah you have to do it right and you, you have, have to, to do it right. have to have the procedures. Do it correct. Because yeah. I'm sure apologising for not knowing how to do it. Or else the gonna... EU will find you. They will find you and find you. Oh, God. Imagine it. Yeah. <clears throat> it is a good thing in many ways because, you know, what you could do now is that there are many big companies and it's not just Google and Facebook. It's, you know, many websites can track you. And there's, uh, there was uh, an example where... They um, they looked at people's how people walked, and <laughs> Walk. based on yeah hold 
bear with me, bear with me. Okay. They filmed people when they walked. And based on based on how they walked, they could say with, I think it was between 95 and 99% accuracy, which person that was automatically. Oh, wow. Using so, a like camera. A face so you can film the street and you can see who that was. So the pointer is that there are very few data points you need about the person to be able to track him. For instance, you've heard about cookies, right? Sure. So what happens is that you surf to a website and I guess most of our listeners will have seen those. You have to click OK to where they said that we use cookies on this website to give you the best service, something like that. And then you click OK. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, uh, um, basically some data that is uploaded to your browser and is used to identify you every time you visit that website. And it's mostly used for good intentions and purposes. But uh, what the case now is that you don't actually need cookies to trace people because you and I we have very unique ways of surfing the web. So for mm -hmm. instance, if you go to my website, I can have a, a script in the background running on that website, which tracks how you scroll the sites, which sections you stop at, how you use your mouse. And based on that little information, I can say with a very high rate of accuracy who you are. <laughs> Does it tell you and what I'm really wearing or what I'm not wearing? It probably should. <laughs> well. <laughs> depends on it depends on the time of day doesn't it <laughs> well yeah you could take a pretty educated guess couldn't you <laughs> yeah, probably Cat Smith was so you, you know you could have very Chinese. few <laughs> yeah she's surfing in her undies now <laughs> no, or, or in <laughs> cat in the male case you could probably you can probably detect whether they were using the right or left hand <laughs> <laughs> that's for certain websites I don't know, maybe more yeah. who knows. <laughs> yeah. So if I a certain <laughs> website would have a disproportionate <laughs> amount of men surfing with a left hand. A bit of a jagged uh, mouse movement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. There is nothing really way, sacred, is there? Nothing sacred anymore in this in this world. Sacred. We are and I, I also read somewhere that um no matter what you did, whether you deleted yourself completely off everything now, social media, uh, email, what have you, you're still there will still be a record of you and there will still be enough yeah. information to find where you are. Pretty yeah. pretty cool but and pretty scary at the same time. So, But uh, the reason I mention that uh, is that just so people know that there are very little information someone would need from you. It's not necessarily the information you think. For instance, right. if you have a contact, if you have some form that uh, you should fill some information in or something, that, that could be a website that just required you to type in a sentence or something to gain access to something. They could use, based on how you type on the keyboard, they could probably identify you with also an almost 100% accuracy. So it's the, the um, underlying reason for this privacy thing is just to... Um, people should be informed about what information is stored and that you have the right to be forgotten. You have the right to be deleted. And it's quite complex, you know, uh, implementing mm. that in all businesses. And it won't be done overnight. But I think that the... Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm a so-called classical liberal. Some call it a libertarian. So that means that I do not... I don't like big governments and stuff like that and regulations. But I think that this actually... 
is good for the individual because you get more control over your kind of your your property, your data, your stuff, mm. basically. So I you suppose can, you should you never can, have lost you... control of it in the first place. So that's the problem. No, but you can't you can't prevent that now. Do you say so? No. If someone films you in the street and films mm. how you walk and uses that to identify you, you have a right to know if they have that data and you have a right to have them delete it. That's kind of... Well, I'm sure way. that, you know, governments are not going to be doing that, are they? Because they record you in lots of big cities that, that you get recorded yeah. hundreds of times on CCTV. So they're not going to delete all that, I'm sure. The seminar guy actually said that. He said that the government and the government institutions and, you know... They'll have their own They roles. are the worst. <laughs> They are the worst because they never implement these things and it takes years. Yeah. Cool. Well, on yeah. that happy note, <laughs> I think that's all our listeners can actually stomach Happy right ending. Now. Happy ending. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'll get that on CCTV too. Yeah, happy ending. <laughs> we are going to give our listeners a happy ending now, aren't we? Oh, they're good. I'm pleased about that because I could be sitting there kind of half dead by now. We are going to introduce something new. Do you want to introduce it or should I? I think you should. I think you should uh, give okay. them a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Speaking of privacy, we um, are going to give you an opportunity to get a private podcast. <gasps> it's a wee bit like a private Ooh. dance, but it's not. It's sort of. <laughs> Just okay. a little bit. Bit bit drier than that, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, righto. So elaborate. We're going to give out a private podcast. We are starting something now that we call the private podcast, or the private podcast critique, depending on how you look at it. And basically, you can apply for Cat and me to have uh, record our private podcast episode just about you and your business and what you want to know. And Kat, perhaps you could fill in the details about what they have to do to apply. Well, you will we'll give you the link at the um, on the growyourselfonfastshow.com website of how to apply. And we are taking applications. So it's not a given that you'll, uh, you will qualify for a private podcast. But the application will ask you about your challenges in your business and what you are facing and what you'd like to know. Um, and we will do up to a half an hour of a private podcast just for you and you'll be sent the recordings. It's not going to be shared with anybody else. It's yours to keep. Um, and with that podcast, we'll go over your challenge and what we, um, what we know works to help you solve that challenge um, so that you can go forward with your salon and uh, become more successful with it and added to that is a few extra um, things that we're going to give you so not only will you get the recorded podcast private podcast but you'll get a few templates that we think we you should be you could use to help you grow your salon um, and some other added bonuses which um, will be revealed to you once you've filled in the application and been successful with the application now the thing is with this is that the application is um it's not for everybody. The private podcast is not for everybody. It's not something that um, you we will automatically take everybody who applies. But there will be a process, and we will select you if you are if you qualify. Um, and um, 
Figure is going to reveal the price in a second, but you will pay for it up front. And if you're not selected, you will be refunded immediately. So that's the process. So yeah, so it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. That's true. It's not. But um, that said, I would say, I would say it's ridiculously cheap for having cut and me in your earbuds for half an hour. Yeah. Well, what, what, what's your? If I said my my hourly rate, if I'm doing something for some a private client, it's usually around. I think um, I for a half an hour session with somebody. I charge around £720. So this, when um, Vegard reveals the price, it is ridiculously cheap, actually. It's a bit insane what we're offering it for. But it's an introductory offer, um, so you have to be quick off the mark as well. Yeah, it's not going to last for long. It's probably just going to be the first few, and then we're going to crank it to price. And I can see here we must have reversed the digits or something, because it says here that it's just £117. 117 it should have been seven should have been 711 shouldn't it well it should have really but don't know what i was thinking maybe it was drunk when i decided that price um yeah probably but actually yeah that's actually um that is actually a very very good value for getting a half an hour of recording um on your particular problem and your particular challenge you have with your salon and getting our lovely dulcet tones in your ears about how to fix your problem um, and what to do and also the templates that you might require to go ahead and do that so all the documents will be sending to you as well as some added bonuses wow what are you waiting for listener oh the listener yeah what are you (laughs) waiting for go over to the grow your southern falls show now and apply oh it's all sitting there waiting very very simple very simple application process um, and that's it, really. If you've got any queries, you can contact us. And you know what to do. Go away, rate yeah. and review the show. Rate and review the show and go to thegrowyoursalonfalsshow.com if you have any questions or suggestions for episodes or something like that. And go there to get your private podcast critique. That's private it, Kat. Podcast. That is. That's it. That's cool. I will see That's you. a good start of the first year, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. Very exciting. Right. 2018. Cheers for Woo-hoo. a happy Cheers for a happy 2018. Yeah, and to you. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.